This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good morning. Welcome to Resource Center. This is Audrey Raj. On the show today, we're going to be discussing TikTok and how your business and brand can take advantage of the app's astronomical growth. Now, Experts say social commerce is expected to grow more than 45% year-on-year and TikTok is one of the main platforms that will feed this growth. And that's why Momentum Commerce, a leading e-commerce enabler here in Malaysia, has launched a partnership with TikTok to leverage the viewership and attention of its growing audience for its clients. So to talk to us about this, I have online with me today, all the way from Austria, uh, CEO of Momentum Commerce, Hans-Peter Russell, who you may remember as the former CEO of Lazada. Hans here is going to talk to us about his new baby, Momentum Commerce, and how it's helping local brands navigate and take full advantage of social commerce via TikTok. Hans, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me, Audrey. So now, before we jump into the thick of it, Hans, um, let's get the basics of social commerce out of the way. Now, in your own words, what is social commerce to you and how is it different from e-commerce and what marketplaces out there have to offer brands and businesses? I mean, in a nutshell, it's, it's where, where, where a social media platform meets an environment in which commerce can be conducted, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think platforms have tried to, to create that bridge in the, in the past where uh, Lazada and Shopee tried to implement certain shop attainment uh, modules and widgets, <clears throat> uh, live stream features, uh, games, uh, games where you can collect coins, which can be uh, converted into vouchers to make uh, they stay on the platform a bit longer and make it more a, a, a kind of a super app in which mm. you spend more time other than shopping. On the flip side, um, social social media platforms like Facebook, have tried to kind of bridge that gap and utilize the amount of people that spend hours on the platform uh, consuming content, uh, interacting with with uh, friends, uh, um, <clears throat> um, gaining gaining news, uh, and, and make that, that gap to commerce. And there have been certain attempts, right, um, more in the, in, the, in the social commerce world, more in the CPC world. But, but with TikTok, for the first time, it seems that uh, that transition has successfully happened, where having started as a social media platform, where everything was about uh, producing uh, short video content, having engaging activities, contests, fun stuff to participate, right? Sharing things with your follower base, completely disconnected from any branding, from any kind of uh, commerce-related behavior. Now with the introduction of TikTok Shop, uh, building that transition successfully, and changing the way how um, kind of the, the customer conversion funnel is being looked at. What's made it work for TikTok though? Um, is it the content? Is it the user base? Is it the, the platform itself? Like what has helped TikTok succeed in this space that wasn't so successful for other platforms? I, I think first the timing of, you know, we, we have seen video content platforms uh, across the years, uh, uh, producing content, providing t- content over the over the past years, and, and very often the way content and advertising and upselling and brand introductions 
was happening was not in the most genuine way, was not in the most authentic way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people always were very much aware, like on YouTube, when you have the first five or 15 seconds, you have your ads, this is the ad time. And it's kind of a bit of an annoying thing. You wait until you can click on skip to yep. watch the video that, that you want to uh, and, and, and consume the content that you want to consume, right? I think with TikTok, that whole thing merges a bit. It's like it's, 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 it becomes a bit more unclear what is now content produced by a, con- by, by, by a content creator, what is content produced by the brand directly, how do they work, do they work to, with each other. Like that intersection becomes a bit more blurry. So it's much easier to produce suddenly authentic content, mm-hmm. genuine content, things that you can relate to, uh, and and push it to the really correct audience uh, in and TikTok calls it the infinite loop, right? Where you don't have kind of a linear conversion funnel, but kind of you you th- there is the understanding that that people enter and leave that that funnel that loop uh, at any given time, mm-hmm. and and so there's always through the creator economy a way of re-engaging with the consumer at whatever time in the journey, um, and so the whole the whole stickiness increases uh, to a a brand and and also the speed of which you as a brand can, from introduction to checkout and purchase, can interact with a consumer, gets much shorter, but then over a longer period of time, right? So you have like these these waves of interactions and wave of of content coming that that engages with the consumer and, and it just increases more authentic and genuine opportunities to then actually do the purchase. You know, speaking of these opportunities and speaking of stickiness, um, some say that TikTok is the queen bee when it comes to impulse buying. Is that true in your opinion? I think if you, it's always in, in relative comparison to, to, to other ways and modes of engagement, right? So obviously, if you, if you go to Lazada, Shopee, Amazon, you go very often with a clear intent, with a clear demand to purchase a certain product or purchase a certain category, you want to buy slippers, then you go there and then you go with a clear intent to buy slippers and then you you let the platform show you different options, but you already have that that demand, right? And you already have that intention. And now it's just what's the best deal, the best color, the best size, the best brand for me. Um, And and then ideally the, the platform guides you there already based on your first two, three clicks or based on the keywords that you put in the search bar. With TikTok, you just go there because you are in the bus, uh, you're on a break, you're having lunch, and then you start spending time there. And the, 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 there's no clear intent to purchase something. It, the intention mm-hmm. is to consume content in areas where you have shown a particular interest in the past, where you have told TikTok or you follow hashtags or you follow certain accounts where TikTok knows, okay, this is of particular interest. And, and very often... 80% of that content that is being pushed to you, this has nothing to do with products, brands, or the opportunity to purchase something. Um, can be informative, can, can be educative, can be just fun. Yeah, and then, and then in between, there are certain opportunities where you where, 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 where demand is, is generated and you say, hey, this is interesting. Uh, uh, let, let, let me research more. And then TikTok gives you the opportunity to purchase right away, right? And so, and so yes, indeed, they, they, the whole algorithm and the way kind of relevant content for consumption just for you to get an idea uh, 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 and then giving you the right content that allows you to actually purchase right away 
um, within within one session is something that TikTok gets gets well very right uh, gets right very well right now, and and so that's something that's very impressive, and and allows for a lot of opportunities for us working with brands to create these opportunities on purpose, right? Like you can we can start having the intention to create this genuine, authentic, uh, non non pushy events on purpose. Um, and, and that's that's what we with Momentum try to do and, and help our brands with. Okay, we're going to come back to what Momentum is doing, the unique stuff that Momentum is doing on TikTok in just a bit. But uh, one last question before we go into a break. Um, I know there's the general TikTok and then there's the TikTok shop. So what are the advantages of selling on TikTok shop um, versus just selling via the stream? Can you talk to us about this? I mean, it's it's in the end, there are various models that TikTok allows you in a very integrated way to sell your product. Yeah. It can be your own TikTok shop. Um, where where you know it's 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 like the Lazada and Shopee Seller Center. There's a backend and you upload your products and you upload your deals and prices and, and stock, etc. Right. That is to be maintained by the brand or someone like us uh, to help you with. And then there is a very neatly integrated uh, um, affiliate model. Uh, that that works very well and is very well connected with the content uh, creator uh, um, economy and and basically the backend of TikTok allows to connect the brand the specific products with uh, content creators. Uh, you can interact with them through the platform and when they manage and are able to sell the products, um, then they get a commission, right? And this whole this whole cycle is very much integrated. Um, and and very efficient and so and so there 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 are ways of you know if if you purchase on let's say the official uh, TikTok store from a brand you're very much aware this is like a branded environment everything you see might be a bit curated etc. But then if you go to the affiliates right uh, and if you go to the content creators very often it's not very clear is this a real genuine uh, kind of unboxing experience video that someone is just sharing or is that mm. someone that maybe you know got a discount on the product or maybe gets even some incentive and then when you combine this with a live stream where again it's very clear uh that where, who hosts the live stream is it a very branded environment then people know okay this is like hosted by the brand but very often these are like people who then uh stream and try to sell 10 different brands and then you know okay it's probably about that kol that influencer um and 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 it's random product so it kind of it kind of did that that whole that whole experience becomes more genuine because you're already aware what's happening and then but then very often through that affiliate model you just have that real connection with 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 real people and that makes the whole experience much more natural and authentic all right, we're going to take a quick break for some messages. But when we come back, we discuss something unique Momentum Commerce is working on when it comes to helping brands and businesses, and that's reverse engineering demand on TikTok. All that and more happening on Resource Center. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. Big Front Man, BFM 89.9. 
You are listening to Resource Center. This is Audrey Raj. Online with me today, I have Hans Peter Russell, uh, the CEO of leading e-commerce enabler Momentum Commerce, and we are discussing how brands and businesses can just kill it on TikTok. Now, um, Hans, um, Momentum Commerce, I understand, has developed a 360 degree solution for every brand's TikTok needs. Now, that's a, a big uh, claim, and you know. I, I understand that we've uh, kind of discussed live streaming, uh, content creation, content marketing, you know, before the break on TikTok and how you're helping clients with that. But what else is there in the mix that makes the Momentum Commerce solution a 360 solution? I mean, if you if you look at this, it's, it's almost the same way. If you look at general e-commerce, you break down the e-commerce value chain in its pieces. And then you look into what are some of those pieces, some of those services that you know others are not strong brands need support uh and 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 need kind of latest technology latest latest knowledge and latest insights and it's the same for tiktok there are certain things that you can break down the tiktok value chain into certain pieces and we discussed some of the the live stream uh production we discussed already some of the short video production for this you need content creators that mm-hmm. work with you you need to have data analytics people that look into the ROI of certain activities and say, you know what, for this brand, it seems that on big campaigns, uh, uh, the more bottom of the funnel, more hard selling experience with bundles and gifts with purchase, free gifts works. But, you know, during uh, the, the softer season, um, where there are not so many campaigns, let's focus on educational content uh, because that way we really can increase the follower base And with that increase in follow-up base, we can re-engage them later on when we have a campaign, right? So there's always a timing and a sequence and a frequency topic with the right content. So so that is something that that we do. We source, for example, we take over the entire talent management. We source the streamers. We train the the streamers. Um, We do the scripting of the live stream. There's a real production facility that we have that, Mm. that executes those live streams. Uh, and, and there's a certain skill to, you know, doing a one hour or a three or a six hour live stream, right? And and I think you need to then have the right people in place for the right live streams and the right content. And there's a difference if you do a hard selling live stream or you do an 11-11 live stream or you do a product launch, product introduction live stream, right? So having the right people, scripting the right kind of um, content and then and then doing the analytics around what we did what works well and where should we do more where should we put you know the, the marketing dollars that we spend on tiktok where should we where should we put them the mo- in the most efficient way what products should we have there all of them of your product catalog or just a certain segment of products um, is something that we do full end to end and then we have the tech that also allows you to do it in the most efficient way. Mostly you have already a Lazada, a Shopee account. You want to just integrate the TikTok, have one centralized database with all your stock, all your products. So you don't have to manipulate too much data and do too many uploads to the seller centers. All of this is something that we cover. Now, I also understand that you're working on reverse engineering the concept of marketing on TikTok to create demand where there is no demand. Like, like how is this done? Talk to us about what you're doing and how it's it's helping the brands and businesses that you work with. I mean it's it's basically if if you look at if you look at the conversion funnel as a constant, like a funnel, yeah. and you enter it at the top and you leave it at the bottom, that's already a very linear way of looking at it, right? And I yeah. think 
we, we, with TikTok, with that constant re-engagement, with people being hours and hours on the platform instead of 12 minutes per day on Lazada or 15 minutes per day on Shopee, right? So you have way more opportunities to kind of intercept uh, uh, where the customers are currently spending time. Uh, and very often, if you, if you look at it, there, there are a lot of hashtags. There are a lot of TikTok made me discover it. Yeah, there is a lot of a book talk for 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 books and libraries, right? And and, and books you need to read. So so what 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 you what you what we all know from the past with the as seen on TV, you now has have as seen on TikTok. So you have a lot of opportunities to kind of intercept. And if you don't look at the conversion funnel as a linear top to bottom anymore, but kind of that loop, that circle that allows you to re-enter and leave that engagement circle with a consumer. Uh, all the time, then you, you you understand that that when it's trends and hashtags that customers make people aware on new brands, uh, new brand launches, uh, then you can create those hashtags yourself. You can start thinking of how do I create trends myself, right? And and so TikTok then has the opportunity to 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 do that much faster and has a much broader reach, and 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 things can go viral. Right with the right people, much easier. And so, if if you if you stop looking at it in a linear way, top to bottom, but more in a circle or a loop that allows you to enter, re-enter, leave all the time, then you understand that you have way more opportunities yourself to kind of intercept, not jumping on trends, but trying to create those trends, those hashtags, uh, much faster. Using music, using videos, using the right people, just gives you much more flexibility. And using that concept. Uh, it is something that a lot of brands today, they, they, they don't look at it that way. And so there are certain processes and structures in place that brands have that don't allow them to think that, that way. But mm-hmm. we as a new company, kind of only four years old, three years old, is something that we can operate that way and just, just do random stuff, right? As TikTok also sometimes feels random, but there is like a methodology behind to kind of create a, a clear path in that, in that noise of content. Okay, do you have any success case studies maybe to share with us, some examples, you know, just to help us understand just what you can actually uh, achieve uh, via TikTok, you know, and how the benefits of, you know, kind of creating instead of tapping into an existing demand? I think one of our clients, uh, um, a beauty brand called Warda, which we have been working, it's the biggest Indonesian beauty brand that entered Malaysia three years ago. We worked with them for three years, great relationship. And um we, we, they had a small TikTok follower base in Malaysia of 300 mm. in April. And then, then we took over and we, we tried, uh, you know, all different kinds of approaches. We tried all different kinds of content, uh, different kinds of uh, streamers that cater to all the demographics in Malaysia. Uh, today, we have November. Um, so, so barely, barely like six months later, we are at... I think it, the latest number I know is 115,000 followers on TikTok. Mm. It became from a 300 follower, completely insignificant uh, contribution of, 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 of sales to the brand is almost making more on TikTok than on Shopee. It's already making more on TikTok than, than on Lazada. And I would not be surprised if early next year, TikTok is the biggest sales channel for that brand. Right. And so there is obviously it's a six, seven months journey. There's not one silver bullet that worked out, but it's like we went through all different permutations of frequency, 
um, we went from from length and duration of the live streams one, three, six, nine, twelve hours. I think we did on eleven eleven with all different types of content to uh, one short video per week to one per day to three per day. Yeah, uh, and so ninety in a month with different types of content. Uh, use, use, so, so it's it's a lot of trial and error. TikTok then allows you with all their insights into data to really analyze almost real time what worked well, what am I going to do tomorrow, what am I going to do the next week. Um, and so the result is that this is now the second biggest sales channel for the brand in Malaysia online and, and might overtake Shopee as the first and uh, the biggest uh, sales channel in sometime next year, very soon. So that's just within 12 months. It's unheard of. We've never experienced this, uh, this fast kind of takeover of a channel um, in such a short period of time. Mm. Um, and, and so that's quite impressive. What worked for Warda? Um, you know, was, is frequency the name of the game? I think it's 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 that loop again and that circle kind of of constant permutation iterations is a the right mix and the, the right adjustments and and changing frequency um, uh, and the content itself. I think in general TikTok indeed in the beginning and that might change and we we have seen that in China uh, um, is really pushing those accounts that are very active so with high frequency. Mm. Right. Um, just because they want to kind of incentivize you to continue to do that. Over time, that algorithm changes. Right. It's almost like it's almost like online marketing in the early days of Google, trying to understand what keywords work in the, in the Google search bar and how to then be on top of the result list. And so it's the same with the Lazada and Shopee search bar. And it's the same with the TikTok algorithm. It's if you understand how it works and, and how that algorithm changes over time, that's the key, right? So in the beginning, it was really frequency, a lot of activity. Those that are active and 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 the length of the live streams mattered. If you do a 30 minutes live stream or a three-hour live stream, then TikTok kind of would boost and 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 put put some additional traffic on those that are a bit more active. That over time now is changing a bit. We see that changing to just because you have a lot of activity doesn't mean anything. On TikTok shop, if you don't sell, you're irrelevant, yeah. right? So now it's also, they're looking at how, how, how long do people stay in the, in the live stream? Do they add to the cart? Do they purchase? Uh, do they come back, et cetera? So we see a bit of a slow shift towards the good content that actually converts because then also TikTok, not now, but in the future will take a cut. So obviously they want to take a cut and they only take a cut if something sells. And so they will incentivize those over time that, that sell, right? And so understanding how that shifts is also important for us to say, okay, now we need to, you know, be much more attractive on the deals than we were in the past. And the 12-hour live stream doesn't cut it anymore. Um, and now we need to go way more into the whole mindset of bottom of the funnel, throwing in a voucher, throwing in a bundle, throwing in a free gift. Yeah, so we don't see that quite yet, but uh, it, it is anticipated that this, this, this will happen soon. Right. Now, uh, Hans, before I let you go, you know, um, I just want to talk about digital retail on the whole. You know, things have evolved so quickly when it comes to digital retail. I mean, uh, brands and businesses went from, I don't know, like having a web page to having a web shop to jumping on marketplaces. And now we're into social commerce, you know, all within a span of what, like 20 plus years, right? So how long is social commerce going to be? the thing how long is tiktok going to be the thing before we move on to the next frontier and and uh, do you know what the next frontier is so the, the beauty about 
my job and and the way the way I I participate in the e-commerce space is that you know we, I focus on 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 early adoption of innovation. We are not necessarily those that that innovate ourselves. We have not come up with TikTok and we have not come up with 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 Mark, uh, you know with with uh, with a mobile phone etc. So so for me I'm I'm uh, our job is to keep our eyes open and and see where what things might pop up and then kind of be ready for it like with TikTok. So obviously I don't have the crystal ball but what what would I would I anticipate and you know the more we talk with people the more people mention everything about the the, the web 3.0 mm. right the, the the metaverse and all these virtual experiences I get uh, I get in- inquiries from um, um, virtual malls that you know want the brands to list there. I think we're, we're in a bit early in the space. There are some areas in the gaming world, for example. Yeah, we work with brands that want to engage with you know esports uh, uh, teams that that spend a lot of time in that virtual world and have a big follower base amongst the young people. I think we'll see we'll we'll, we'll see much happening there in, in the future. And that's interesting for us also um, to, to kind of be, when it happens, be one of the early adopters. Uh, other than that, I think there, there's still a lot of, especially in Southeast Asia, still a lot of areas in the traditional e-commerce world, in the traditional social social commerce world, where, where not everyone has, has, has boarded the train yet. Yeah? So mm-hmm. just because we do this for 10 years, I still feel it's a second or third hour of the day uh, here in Malaysia, here in Southeast Asia, that's why we do what we're doing, um, and that's why we some of the things we do are really um, are really plain vanilla. They are brick and mortar kind of e-commerce operations that we do, and we just do them maybe a bit uh, more efficient, a bit uh, a bit more early in the journey on certain on certain channels. Uh, but I still feel that the traditional e-commerce uh, will be here for 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 years to come. And especially in some countries, uh, if you look into Vietnam, Indonesia, etc., are still catching up to be at the level where Malaysia, Singapore, and Thailand maybe today already is. Right. Thank you for that, Hans. Now, for more information on Momentum Commerce, how can we reach you? Oh, we have uh, we have uh, um, our homepage momentum-commerce.com, the LinkedIn LinkedIn page, uh, um, and I think uh, yeah, uh, send an email to to info at momentum-commerce.com, and uh, if you if you want to know more, add us on LinkedIn, and um, yeah, we're happy to talk to you. And if you missed out on any part of this interview, you can go look for the podcast on our website. That's bfm.my. You can also find all our podcasts on the brand new BFM app that's available on the Apple App Store and on Google Play. I've been speaking with Hans-Peter Russell, CEO of Momentum Commerce. My name is Audrey Raj and this has been Resource Centre on Enterprise BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.